Man, they're excited. <laughs> they are excited to be here. And uh, we're excited to be here as well with Dr. Matthew Sleeth. And he is talking today about how to leave a legacy. And if you want to hear this entire show in its podcast uh, in its entirety, you can go to our podcast. It's uh, soundcloud.com. You can go to iTunes or you can go to our Facebook page and you can post on all of our past shows and listen to those in their entirety. You know, Matthew, you talked about leaving a lasting legacy. And the first point that you gave at this seminary and what you're really giving to us uh, you know, today is keep at it. Go, yes, keep, keep the keep faith. Keep at it. Keep at it. And the example I was going to give you was my first week in, uh, in practice up on the coast of Maine. You want to make a good impression and everything. It wasn't the first patient, but I think it was the third that I had. Um, picked up the chart, said not feeling well, 91-year-old man. <sighs> That's not an easy chart. And uh, I went over and I met him. Turned out the guy was the town patriarch. I mean, I'd met the man in the town. <laughs> he owned this huge construction company. Within half an hour, there had to be 20 dump trucks around the hospital. He was beloved by his employees because he never laid anybody off in the winter, which in Maine, that's a big deal. Um, he was generous. The town built a high school. They ran out of money. He wrote him a check to wow. finish and to build an auditorium and everything. Um, his children loved him and everything. And I thought, man, this is great. And uh, I said, we'll get. And he never been sick. Never been in the hospital. Um, ne- never been sick a day in his life, really. And so I, I met him. I told his family I'd get to the bottom of this. I ordered labs and X-rays. Went and saw the next patient. And then he did something he'd never done before. He dropped dead. And I mean, not just a little dead, <laughs> completely dead. I could not. There's, a, there's different levels of deadness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I had to go tell the family and everything. Next day, there was a full page ad in the paper. It said something like, uh, um, our father had never been sick a day in his life until he saw the newest member of the medical staff, <laughs> Dr. Sleep. <laughs> And, and we know he tried his best, but our father died immediately after seeing him. But we'd like to welcome him to the community. Now, <laughs> and, um, you know, it, had I quit then, um, I wouldn't have had a lovely career. Um, at the end of the week, by the way, I had a nurse uh, that uh, smashed her finger. She was the beloved nurse in the hospital. And, uh, and so she had this big thing under fingernail I wanted to drain and they didn't have drills like I'd been trained with they had these little electric cautery pins I just couldn't the thought of burning through that nail when it hurt so badly so I used something called ethyl chloride to spray on there and numb it up uh, they don't have ethyl chloride in hospitals anymore and I'll tell you why because unless you get a hundred percent of it off you set the patient on fire so um, <laughs> So the first first week, I killed the town patriarch and set the favorite nurse in the hospital on fire. Um, I, I think like three years later, I was doctor of the year in the state, you know. But if I'd quit, and and I think I think that's the same thing with faith. Uh, we we those stumblings and everything mm. get to us. God is right there with us. He wants us to succeed, and we just got to stay at it. So number one, stay at it. Uh, number two in building your faith so you can leave a legacy, a legacy of faith, because, you know, that's the only thing that matters here. Um, only thing. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing I would put next is is to be thankful. As a doctor, I was cynical. If I had anything nice in my life, and I had a lot of nice things, I said, well, I gave this to myself. I really, you know, the Lord took me through a real attitude change on that, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I started actually keeping a gratitude journal. And, and when you start thinking of the things that the Lord is just showering you with, uh, the blessings and everything, uh, it really changed my heart. And my thankfulness journal, my gratitude journal, eventually morphed into a miracle journal. I realized the things I was seeing were actually miracles. And so you just, you, you got to work at it. You just literally write something down. What am I thankful for today? You begin to do that. You begin, if it's a miracle, put the miracle down. And you begin to see what's going on around you. And I, I've, I've often wondered, how is it that people saw Jesus walk across water and feed 5,000 and then say, I got to go mow the grass. Uh, you know, I can't come to the great banquet or whatever. Um, it's because they weren't, they weren't grateful. They just didn't have this heart that was just um, in love with the things that God was trying to give them. So gratefulness is just absolutely essential. That's a powerful mindset. When we are grateful, when we give thanks to the living God, it, it changes us, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. The next is to be generous. Generosity is one of the hallmark uh, traits of a Christian. Um, I don't think that the fruits are there really until you've learned how to be generous. None of us wants to naturally be generous. You give a bunch of four-year-old kids a toy, they clutch it to their chest and they say, mine. And that's the way we're built, to be greedy and grab things for ourselves. And uh, when you start uh, you know, start with tithe or what it, you know, wherever you can start and, and just say, Lord, this is, uh, how do you want me to use this? What do you want me to do with it? I have knee-jerk things uh, for generosity. If I'm talking to somebody and, and they've got cancer or somebody in their family, they, uh, yeah, I pray for them, but I send them a check too. Um, if, uh, when, when did you start that? I started that, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, and, uh, I, I remember once, uh, uh, sending a folks a check, um, uh, and, uh, woman died of, um, bowel cancer and, uh, the daughter came by to visit us a couple years later and I'd forgotten all about it. And, and she said, um, you know, everybody said we'd pay for you, but, we, it was really hard financially for my parents when they were going through that. And um, I just think about how much God has given me, um, and I'm always asking for opportunities to give. I don't want people to have cancer, but the one joyful thing I really get uh, look for is if anybody adopts a child, and I'm talking, you know, and I've just, I meet a lot of people, and um, I, I, th- I think some of them think I'm crazy. It's like, tell me that kid's name and what's your address and everything. <laughs> um, same thing, you know, you send them a check. Um, because people who adopt children, I've found, aren't doing that out of the bigness of their pocketbook, but because the hearts are so big. And we just want to help them out. So, you know, those kinds of things, uh, just, just do it uh, joyfully. It just really begins to change you. We're going into a hard time in Christianity, I think, here in this country. It's not going to be easy in the next 10, 20, 30 years. And if you think about how Christianity began, I mean, you they were pros- persecuted, prosecuted, killed. Um, 
the one thing that just won people over was one, their bravery, and two, their generosity. They kept giving and giving, and the pagan world didn't know what to do with that. Um, and so generosity is important because it reflects God. And I'm not talking about cleaning out your closet and giving the shirts that you don't wear, any, you know, your ACDC shirts or whatever. You know, <laughs> it's important to give that away. But real generous giving is when you give something that really means something to you. There's and some it's sacrifice. A it's a sacrifice, and it's a reflection of the Lord. Now, why is the Lord generous? You know, if he gives me this uh, delicious Chick-fil-A drink here, you know, that I'm drinking, that's, that's great, but, man, he owns a whole galaxy. Mm. I really thought about this. There's one thing that God doesn't have too much of, and he gave it to us, and that was his son. And I don't know how much it costs God to give us Christ. I don't, you know, that's a mystery. Mm -hmm. But the math, I don't think we can do. I don't think until we get to heaven, we'll understand the price mm. that God paid to redeem us. And if I can just reflect the tiniest bit of that by giving, it's not just giving money, it's giving your time, it's opening up your home to people, it's, it's, uh, it's giving compassion and compliments, that sort of thing. I think a Christian has to work on generosity, and, you know, it turns into joy eventually mm. doing it. Um, so that's part of building the faith there. Next, next one, how am I doing on time, Chad? Am I? We got a couple minutes. You're good. Okay, boy, I don't want to leave people with only six things and we got never, make, <laughs> me, never make it to heaven. <laughs> we got one more segment, so we're okay, good. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, um, the next. Now you're down to a minute, by the way. <laughs> the next is to invest in friendship. We. Uh, Christians are meant to live in community. And you look at a guy who gets in trouble, that's the guy who's isolated. Mm. He's saying, I can do it on my own. How's that working for you, <laughs> is what I would ask. And you've got to invest in friends, and you've got to invest in friends that build your faith. You pick out for friends people that are better than you. That's what I try to do. That's why I'm your friend, <laughs> Chad's friend. Um, I'm, I'm serious, though. You want, you want people that build your faith. You need to invest time in that. You need to be there for them, be generous with them and everything. Um, everything in the world wants to take true friendship away. I'm not talking about parallel play. I'm talking about brothers in the Lord um, who, uh, um, who reflect that beautiful friendship <clears throat> in the Trinity who reflect that friendship between Christ and his friend Lazarus, between Christ and John. Um, that's the kind of friendships we want to aim for. There is nothing more valuable to me than my friendships, and the most valuable friendship to me is my wife. Mm. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think about the friendship that we have now. It's just it's incredible when I look back in retrospect. You know, I was looking to get out of the marriage. You know? And how God, yeah, how God has redeemed that. We need to take a break here, but we're going to come back on our final segment, and we're going to talk more about those seven items and about what it is to leave a legacy for every man in this room and anybody listening. You're leaving a legacy, whether you're intentional about it or not. So we're going to hear more about that here shortly as we come back to Solid Steps Radio.
right. We are back on our final segment of our first live episode of Solid Steps Radio. And uh, we want to thank our audience for coming out here tonight. And we also want to thank our guest, Matthew Sleeth. And he is uh, talking about legacy. We were talking about the past three segments about how to leave a legacy uh, after you're gone. And we're going to finish up here with a rapid fire with about four or five more. Is that right? So, Matthew, you said, uh, you know, keep at it, you know, keep the faith, keep pursuing, have this muscle of endurance and, and perseverance. Secondly, a heart of gratefulness. Thirdly, be generous. I, I love that. We as Christians ought to be the most generous people on the planet. And then the last uh, segment you mentioned, invest in friendships. You know, iron sharpening iron, these rich, deep friendships. And you said your closest friendship is with your my wife, you mm-hmm. know, I just treasure the time with her. And, uh, and we do stuff to intentionally, for, uh, Wednesday night is date night. Um, I'm going to get lucky on Wednesday night. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ted and I don't know. We don't know what you're talking about. I'm in so we'll just trouble again. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, you know, just, just making that time uh, for, for friendship. And I have to tell you that my friendship with my, my children is just, you know, I see that growing. And I'll always be their father. Uh, but at some point, they become your brother and sister mm-hmm. in, in the Lord. And that's just beautiful to see some of that that I'm seeing now. Um, the next thing on my list is let the Bible teach you. you got to be in the Word. You just... You've, you've got to let that Bible teach you. And there's so many people, there's books out on why the Bible's wrong. And there's, you, you know, it's, they're always trying to sling something at it. And this is, man, it's the most beautiful thing in the universe. It's a New York Times bestseller <laughs> over and over again, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the scripture, you just, you, you let it teach you. I found that if you go to the Bible and you have a specific question and you go from the one end of it to the other and say, Lord, teach me about this, amazing stuff will happen. If you've got some intractable problem in your life, uh, don't just look in the concordance for that. Go, Holy Spirit, just teach me what's here. Uh, get around people that like to talk about it. Write down your questions, you know, and, and that sort of thing. It's it's alive. It's living. It's got the answers that you need. And the longer I'm a Christian, the more I realize that we are utterly adrift um, without this. Uh, i got to use a, a sailing metaphor. I raised my kids on the coast of Maine. You know, before I had God, before I had Scripture, you know, I was out there in a boat with no rudder, no chart, no compass, you know. <laughs> and with Scripture, I've got a compass. I know where to go. I've, I've got a rudder, you know, uh, uh, to help me steer. It's still a big ocean. You still got to watch out for the storms and everything. But I got help. And, and that's what the Scripture does. And this book is is at one in one ways, it's very hard, and in some ways, it's very simple. Um, and uh, every year, I, I learn something. I get more fascinated. And if you can, if your children see you with a love of Scripture, and that's the conversation around the table, man, it just changes. Uh, and as a father, you got to be willing to be the the answer guy. 
I don't, I don't like this, or what about this, Dad, or whatever. You got to be ready with the answers before you get the questions. Got to lead the way. You got to lead the way. Um, and so, Bible is very important. Next one is one uh, that we, I think, we all forget, and that's to pray. <laughs> um, when we work, you know, we work, and when we, when we pray, God does the work. And I've I've just really um, I've grown to where I'm in a conversation constantly with the Lord. Uh, uh, some of the listeners may have heard of that movie, uh, The War Room, and I saw that and I was so inspired by that. And I was remodeling my office, and I and I had a five by five closet, and it's the coolest prayer closet. I've never had anything that people have been envious of. But a bunch of guys like looked at my prayer closet. I said, "Go try it out. You know, it, it works pretty great." Um, you, got a, you got a five by five prayer closet. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And uh, it's not that you can't pray anywhere, but just a beautiful time alone. Um, I, uh, you know, you need to learn how to pray with your children, pray with your spouse. Uh, pray with your friends and everything. I'm still learning this, still working on it, because I didn't grow up with it. It's it's still feels a little weird and awkward to me. Um, but the Lord will teach you how to pray. He just asks. Mm-hmm. So prayer is really important. And the last on that list is to remember the Sabbath. Everything in the world wants you to be busy. Now, there's only one guy in Scripture that introduces himself to the Lord is busy, He's late for the meeting. In the book of Job, the devil's late. And where have you been? I've been going to and fro and up and down. What he's saying is I am busy because he's not omnipotent. And the devil wants to make us like him. And uh, keeping Sabbath for me, one day a week set aside to the Lord, has just been so formative. Um, Keeping Sabbath isn't a condition of getting in heaven. It's just the condition that heaven is in if you get there, <laughs> you know. And there's no saying, work like the Messiah. Uh, the devil wants us to be busy and to work. And I think when you keep a Sabbath, you're showing your family, this is where my priorities are, um, that this day is set aside for something besides us. And again, if you want to just, that just speaks volumes to children about your faith, that that, that time for the Lord comes up first. Uh, so that's the last on my, my list. So leaving a legacy. Keep a Sabbath. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, re- it's really interesting. There's a line in Isaiah, and, and the prophet is saying to the eunuchs who can't have children, I will give you a legacy bigger than children if you keep my commandments and keep my Sabbath. In other words, if we, if we do the will of the Lord, uh, if we've, we grow our faith, we leave a legacy that's bigger than we can imagine. And so I think that's those, those together, that's at least what I've found has really grown my faith. That's, that's awesome because when we think about when we are long gone, we want our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids to be influenced and, and those around us and uh, leaving a la- lasting legacy. So run those seven through uh, bias one more time, Matthew, and, uh, and then I'm going to have you pray for our men. 
Absolutely. First is keep the faith. Don't give up. Always seek the Lord's face. Second is be grateful. Be thankful. Third is be generous. Fourth is invest in friends. Five is let the Bible teach you. Don't try to teach God something. Let him teach you. Uh, Six is pray. And seven is remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Wow, that's good stuff. That's rich. Listeners, I hope that you uh, jotted those seven principles down. They're right out of the scriptures. They're right out of the Bible. And uh, Matthew, our heartbeat is with Solid Steps Radio. We, We want to help men walk with God, and leave a legacy that's eternal. Uh, Would you pray for our listeners, please? Absolutely. Pray for our men. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the gifts that you've given us, including this radio and the technology that uh, allows us to reach out and uh, speak in new ways to each other. I pray for everyone that's listening today that's seeking you, that they find you, Um, and if uh, they never give up, uh, and uh, that they, they, they come to know you in a way that uh, gives them peace that passes all understanding. And I pray for the families that, uh, the men who are listening to this, um, that you, you make the men into the kind of leaders and humble servants Um, that their children say, I want to grow up and be like that. I ask you this in Lord Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Matthew. Thanks. Thanks. You know, what's interesting is uh, we've got a live audience, so I get to ask this and actually get some feedback. How many of you, like Dr. Sleeth, is a first-generation Christ follower? Raise your hand. Meaning that you are the first one in your generation to start teaching your kids about Jesus. And the, and the hands in the room, it was at least half, if not more. So a lot of us, you know, kind of get discouraged and go, and how do I do this? Well, <clears throat> there's people around you who you can go to and, and uh, like you said, have good friends to be able to kind of bounce these things off of. And so for our listeners, also I want to remind them, uh, Matthew's book, 24-6, one of his seven was Have a Sabbath. He's got a book called 24-6. Where can they get that book? At the back of the room. I brought it. <laughs> Yeah. And Dr. Sleet, for those people who are listening on the podcast three months from now, <laughs> how can they get that book? <laughs> the back of the room. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they could get it on Amazon, uh, uh, CBD, Christian Book Distributors. Uh, Do you have a website? Uh we, yes. <laughs> Just go to Amazon and buy I the think book, it's right? Blessed yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't sell uh, books. Uh, we, we direct people to Amazon or gotcha. book distributors. All right. Well, good. Well, we've had a great time. And if you just tuned in and you want to hear more of this, you need to go to our Facebook page. Go to soundcloud.com or you can go to iTunes and listen to all of our past shows in its entirety. Would you guys thank the live audience of Dr. Sleep? <laughs> Well, we thank you for listening, and uh, we thank you for uh, being here, live audience. And if you want to hear any more about this, please visit those places, hear all of our past podcasts, all of our past episodes. Thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers, Carpet One, L&N Credit Union, and thank you, Dr. Sleep, for coming in today. So, again, we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio.